Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of The Crowning Moment. My name is Casey Gibson, and today we have another special guest, and she's going to introduce herself. Hi, everybody. I'm Marcel LeBlanc, and I'm Miss America's Outstanding Teen 2022. I'm a rising sophomore at Auburn University studying accounting, and I'm also a film and television actress, and I've been a film and television actress for the past eight years. I've done some cool projects like Stranger Things and Cobra Kai, Criminal Minds, Fear Street, and most recently, I did the remake of The Waltons for The CW. Um, I've been doing that for quite some time, and I really love doing it, but being Miss America's Outstanding Teen has been such an honor. I've earned over $40,000 in cash scholarships as well as a full ride to Auburn University. And I'm just so grateful every day to represent this incredible organization. I am absolutely blown away. First of all, let's just start there. Yeah, Miss America's Outstanding Teen, as well as all of these other amazing things that you're doing and getting a full ride to college. Girl, you've hit the jackpot for sure. But let's talk about that a little bit. So you're from Alabama. And let's talk about the competition that you competed in for the MAO teen system in Alabama and what kind of transpired into winning Miss America's Outstanding Teen? Yeah. So like I said, I've been doing film and television acting for eight years. Um, I got started really kind of because of bullying I experienced growing up. And it all kind of ties back into why my social impact initiative is what it is. But I experienced a lot of bullying growing up. I mean, I had kids spit their fingernails in my hair. I had kids swap my lunch boxes off the table so I wouldn't sit with them. Um, I was at a Bible study function once and the kids asked me to take the group picture of everybody else because they didn't want to advertise I was there. Um, I've been to social gatherings. They've tagged everybody else that was there on Instagram but me. Um, I mean, I just, I struggled with that a lot growing up. And it was really hard. I mean, you can imagine at 10 years old being like, why, why is this happening to me? You know, why don't people want to be my friends, especially when I poured so much of my identity into making myself what other people wanted me to be because I wanted so badly to fit in. And I just didn't. So I tried everything. I tried everything to find my outlet. I tried soccer. I tried basketball. I'm, and you can imagine as my five, two self trying basketball, like you can imagine how that worked out for me in second grade too. So you can imagine being, I guess, not even four foot and trying to play basketball that just did not work out well for me. I really tried everything and just never found my outlet. And then a family friend of ours suggested that I get involved in community theater. And I did. Um, cause at that point I was like, you know, what do I have to lose? I've tried everything. And I, tried out for community theater production of Annie really with nothing to lose. And I got the title role. And I was so absolutely shocked because up until that point, I had never really viewed myself in a light of being capable, of achieving great things, of getting the title role, of being Miss America's Outstanding Teen. I had never viewed myself in that way because my environment really kind of just, I mean, showed me time and time again that I wasn't. So this was the first time that I really viewed myself in that positive light. Getting Annie really did change the course of my life. Um, so I got the role of Annie. I really found my place in theater. I mean, I met the people that uplifted and encouraged me. I met the people that asked me to be in the group picture instead of take it. I mean, it was it was a life-changing moment for me. And I remember I heard about the Miss America organization around that time. Um, and again, I was still in that place of trying to make myself feel worthy of getting there. And I actually had met with people. I had paperwork ready when I was 14 to enter a local um, in the state of Alabama. And at the last minute, I, I just couldn't do it because I just wasn't in 
I wasn't in that mindset of being capable of being worthy of being able to be on that stage. So I, at the last minute, just didn't, I didn't do it. Um, but acting kind of took off at that point. I started doing film and television, working kind of consistently. And then in December, 2019, my mom got an ad on Facebook that it was the last day of registration for the last local I would ever be eligible for in Miss, in the Miss America's Outstanding Teen System. And my mom looked at me and she was like, hey, I know, I know it's been a while since we thought about this, but, you know, what do you think? Because um, I was getting ready to go to college. And let me just tell you, the whole essay writing part of getting scholarships just did not did not work out for me. Um, I am not great at writing essays. So um and I had always wanted to be involved in the Miss America organization. Two of my best friends were the two Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teens before me. Zoe Champion was Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen 2019. And Collins McMurray was Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen 2018. And they're two of my very best friends. And they have been telling me for years, you got to do it, Marcel. You got to do it. You got to do it. So the last day of registration for the last local I'd ever be eligible for, I pulled the trigger and I signed up. And I called Zoe and I called Collins. I mean, you should have heard the screams that came from the other end of the phone when I called Zoe. Zoe was like, are you serious? You entered a prelim? Like, she was so excited. And I was so excited that I was doing it. But I was also t simultaneously really nervous. Because, I mean, I know from the outside looking in, I kind of had this idea of what the competition world would be like, what the Miss America organization would be like, um, that it would be hyper competitive girls, that I wouldn't really have a great time, that, but maybe at the end of the day, I'd get some scholarship money, maybe I'd win, we'd call it a day. And I was so grateful that I was wrong because I walked in and I immediately was greeted by girls hugging me. I was greeted by girls praying over me. I was, I mean, these girls backstage were not, I was never competing against people. I was competing with people. I was competing alongside people. And it was the best environment I could have ever hoped to walk into. I mean, it really did. If one of us won, everybody won. And that was, it was such a beautiful thing to be a part of because it's the last thing you'd expect to come from being involved in Miss America, but it's what you get. And I am forever grateful that I got that, that my mom got that ad on Facebook because I would have missed out on so much had I not entered Miss Coosa Valley's Outstanding Teen. So I competed for Miss Coosa Valley's Outstanding Teen and I won. And it was I was so absolutely mind blown. I was so grateful. I got to represent the Childersburg, Alabama area with one of now my very best friends, Holly Ferguson, who was Miss Childersburg's Outstanding Teen with me. Um, so we represented that area together. And then I had about two months, two and a half months to prepare for state. And all of this, while this was happening, crazy enough, my sister was in the hospital. Um, my sister had um, a strange medical condition happen, and she lost the ability to walk for 30 days. Um, it was crazy. And all of this was happening while I got involved in the, in the Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen System. Um, so you can imagine that I'm trying so hard to pour my heart and soul into preparing, but you're also wanting to focus on making sure that your family is healthy and safe and rehabilitating Ava and getting her back to, you know, herself. Um, so Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen came the very first weekend of March in 2020. Um, again, kind of went in with um, all the preparation, but no expectations. I just went in and I was like, I pre I've prepared, I've done everything I can. I actually remember having a conversation with my mom about it. My mom, we were driving to Thompson High School where Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen was held. 
And she was like, are you nervous? And I was like, no, I'm not nervous. She was like, why? I was like, I've been nervous up until this point. But at this point, I've realized that I've done everything I can do. You know, I've prepared as much as I possibly can. I've trained as much as I possibly can. I've poured my heart out. And I've trusted that if this moment is right for me, and if I'm supposed to win Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen on Sunday, I will. And if I'm not supposed to win Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen on Sunday, I won't. And either way is fine. But I need to trust in my worth and my capability and knowing that I've done everything I can to win Miss Alabama's Outstanding Team. And at this point, I need to go in and have the best weekend of my life because I'm only going to get one of these. And I want to soak all of it in for all that it has to offer. And I'm so grateful that's the mindset I went in with because I genuinely did have the best weekend of my life. I mean, I met my college roommate, Ella Kate Nichols. I mean, I met her through competing at Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen. I met all of my best friends through competing. And if I had gone in with any other mindset, I wouldn't have had the experience that I did. But I'm so grateful that I went in with that mindset because it was genuinely, I couldn't have asked for a better experience. I had the greatest time. Um, And I was so fortunate to have won Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen that weekend. Um, I won a full ride scholarship to Auburn where I'm at college now. Um, I won a full ride scholarship to the University of Alabama. I won scholarships to Troy University, UNA, Jacksonville State. I mean, I got scholarships to a bunch of different colleges. um, And I'm so grateful that that came from that. But I tell everybody the best thing I've ever gotten from competing in this system is the relationships and the friendships. And I mean, whether that be the people I was competing with, whether that be the directors, whether that be the tech, the tech crew, I mean, everybody is became my family so instantly. And getting involved in Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen set me up for success in the best way. That is absolutely amazing, especially coming from, you know, maybe going to do it, maybe not. And then jumping straight into it head first of, I'm just going to give it my all and not hold back. And that's such a great mindset to have. That's exactly what you kept saying is like, I'm just so happy I had that mindset. So after competition was over, the crown is placed on your head. What was your feelings in that moment? Well, I had a lot of different mixed feelings. I remember being super nervous going into it because I was, it was my first year. Um, and I, I also tried to rationalize in my head because I, I feel like this is something a lot of different first year girls can struggle with is wondering if you genuinely are worthy of winning at the end of that week because there are girls that have been competing there for upwards of three to five years. And I remember thinking that going in. I was like, well, what what business do I have coming here if this is just my first year? These girls have had so much training than I did. And actually a family friend of mine sat me down and they were like, don't tell yourself that. I was like, what do you mean? And they were like, you have been training. You have been preparing. The only difference is your training was on a film set. Your training was in acting class. Your training was speaking on Zoom calls, doing press for your next movie. That's that's your training. But don't discredit yourself because your training looked different than somebody else's. And that really was kind of the key for me because I remember being like, okay, I, you're right. You're right. I have been preparing. Everything I've done up until this point was my training to prepare me for this moment. And that was something I really had to come to terms with and being like, okay, I am worthy. I am ready. I've prepared. I've trained. My training might have looked different than girls who have been competing, but that doesn't discredit it. That doesn't mean that I haven't trained just as hard as other people have. So at the end of the week, the crown is placed on my head. And I just remember being in such total 
disbelief and shock because I mean, I, I mean, I think every girl who's ever competed in any system can really testify to this is you always want it to be you, but you're never sure until the crown's on your head. And then you're like, oh my gosh, I really did it. Because every girl obviously enters wanting the crown to be placed on their head, but you're never sure it's going to be you until it's there. And you're like, oh my gosh, I can't believe I did this. Um, and I also was super nervous because this was the beginning of COVID. And I wasn't sure how much of my year I would get to have. And sure enough, a week after I won, um, the world shut down. Um, I had about a, I had one normal week of title holder life, and then COVID happened. And um, but honestly, with that, I wouldn't change my experience, not even a little bit, because I got extra time with the Miss Alabama board, just getting to love on them and hug on them. I mean, Anita Walker, who is the teen director for Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen and I are incredibly close and getting to spend that time with her and going through such hardships, but such triumph at the same time was just so beautiful. And I got to spend this time figuring out, okay, I got to learn about more about my resilience. You know, I got to learn about, okay, I want to be a title holder. I want to do things. How am I going to do this during COVID? How much can I make virtual? I actually, with my social impact initiative STARS, which stands for supporting the arts through resource and scholarship, we provide individual scholarships to school age kids to get involved in after school arts programs. And our fundraiser for these scholarships was supposed to be a talent showcase. And I mean, you can imagine what happened when COVID started. That talent showcase was shut down. And I remember being so upset and devastated because this was supposed to be my big fundraiser. How, how else was I going to raise the money for these scholarships? But I learned through COVID and the resilience that I got through COVID that I'm not going to let that stop me. So I was able to make that entire talent showcase a virtual talent showcase. I was able to raise more money than we would have made had it been in person. And that's just, I mean, I wouldn't have learned about that. And I, would have, I wouldn't have learned the dedication and passion that was required to be a title holder without going through what I did with COVID. So I wouldn't change any of that. But winning Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen, I mean, I learned so much. And for, at the end of the day, the, the best feeling I can describe was just gratitude. I mean, I was just so grateful that at the end of the day, those judges saw something in me. So you mentioned, you know, life got shut down a week after being crowned Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen. So going into the competition for Miss America's Outstanding Teen, what did that look like from your perspective? Because COVID lasted a hot minute. So what was that like for you competing during those times? Right. I mean, there was, I mean, there was a solid period of time because in the uncertainty of COVID, there was a solid period of time where none of us, I mean, thought anything was ever going to go back to normal. I remember there was a period of time where I was like, am I going to be the only Miss Alabama's outstanding teen to never compete at MAO teen? You know, because there's so much uncertainty that came with COVID. Nobody knew what was going to happen. Um, but I mean, getting to MAO teen. So there were five of us, actually, no, six of us, six of us that were crowned um, pre-COVID. And one of them, actually five were crowned pre-COVID. One was crowned during COVID. So there were six two-year title holders from my class. And it was New Hampshire, New Jersey, Utah, Minnesota, Montana, and then me. And us getting to MAO Teen was just pure gratefulness because we had been waiting so long, unsure if we were ever going to get there. And then we did. I remember getting on stage opening night at MAO Teen and just like coming off stage and crying because I was like, I cannot believe I'm here, you know, I can't believe I made it. Um, but that season of COVID, again, on top of resilience, taught me gratitude times two. Because 
so much was uncertain during COVID. So much we didn't know if it was ever going to go back to normal, if we were ever going to get those experiences that we were hoping we'd get. And I was just so grateful to have gotten there that that lesson that I learned through COVID just made my MAOT experience 10 times better. And I went into MAOT the same way I went into Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen. I'm a firm believer, you know, in mindset. And your mindset has a big, um, plays a big role in how you will perform and how you will do. And my mindset going into competition has just always been believing in timing, believing in God's timing and knowing that if he, if in his plan, he has determined that this is my opportunity There is nothing in this world I can do to stop that from happening. And if this is not my moment, there is also nothing I can do to stop that from happening. But that doesn't mean I'm not worthy. That just means that my moment and my opportunity is coming later. Just because Miss America's Outstanding Teen wasn't my moment doesn't mean my moment isn't going to be, you know, making the dean's list at college. Doesn't mean that my moment isn't going to be booking a role in a movie, booking a role in a TV show. I mean, you never know what your moment is going to be. So I've just fully trusted in timing through all of being in the Miss America's Outstanding Teen System and knowing that if this is my moment, it will be. And if this is not my moment, there's nothing I can do. But what I can control, because I can't control what those five judges think about me, but what I can control is my attitude and my mindset going into competition. I can control whether I make this the most stressful five days or the most enjoyable, fun, and beautiful five days. And that was what I wanted that to be. Because like Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen, you only get one Miss America's Outstanding Teen. You only get to experience this competition once. So I really went in and just had a blast. I mean, I talk to most of my MAO teen class every single day. We have a group chat that is never quiet. I mean, we talk in that thing 24 hours a day, seven days a week. Those girls are my best friends. Like, they are my livelihood. They're the people that get it. And again, I mean... If one of us won, all of us won. I mean, I I can't even describe what Miss America's Outstanding Teen was like because it was so beautiful. It was so much fun. It was hands down one of the greatest experiences I have ever had. And it would have been that way even, even had I not won Miss America's Outstanding Teen because you can ask every single one of those girls and they will all tell you that it was the best week of their life. Okay, so you're in the top two. Well, just paint the picture for everyone. What was the emotion? What was the room like? And then hearing your name called, what was that like standing in that winner spot? Yeah. So fun fact, I've actually never, I had never done where it was just the top two. So at my local, they called my first runner up and then all of us were still just standing there. And then they were like, and your new Miss Coosa Valley's outstanding teen is Marcel. I was like, ah, that's crazy. So I walked up there and I was crowned. Same thing for Miss Alabama's outstanding team. We were crowned from the top 10. So they called the first runner up and there were still six of us there. Um, So that was the first time I had ever done where it was just me and the first runner up. And it was Kate's first time too. Kate was my Miss Maryland's outstanding team who was my first runner up. And both of us just stood there and we looked at each other and we're like, what just happened? How did we get here? Like both of us were just in such total shock and disbelief that, I mean, Miss America's Outstanding Teen, I mean, you dream of being in that position, um, but then you actually get there and you're like, oh my gosh. So Kate and I were just both in such shock. Um, I remember I looked at Kate because both of us were still trying to like, you know, rationalize that we had actually made it to the top two. And I looked at her and I was like, one of us is Miss America's Outstanding Teen. And she went, 
I don't know how I got here. And I was like, I don't either. But we were just so excited. And when my, so they called the first runner up's name. And then that was how you kind of figured out who won was they called, so they called Kate, Mar- Kate Wills, Miss Maryland's outstanding teen as first runner up. And then at that point, I, I had, I knew I had won, but you can see both of us freaking out for each other. I mean, we were both in such shock. We were both so excited. We both gave each, we gave each other the biggest hug. I mean, the sisterhood that comes with Miss America is so real, but I mean, when I, I remember it finally, like it did, it doesn't really hit when your name is called. You're just like, oh my gosh, what? Oh my gosh, what? Then the sash was put on me and I was like, you look down and you see Miss America's Outstanding Teen and you're like, what in the world? Like what? I did this. I did it. I did it. Then I did my first walk and that was really where it became 100% like, oh my gosh, I really did it. So I was walking around. I saw my preteen ambassador and that's the Empower Academy is a, a part of the Miss America's Outstanding Teen week. Um, and each, so a little girl between the ages of seven and I believe it's seven and 11 or seven and 12 um, can sign up. And then, so if they're from the state of Alabama, then they would be partnered with Miss Alabama's Outstanding Teen. So my, and in, in the Alabama system, they're called a rising star. So you pick your rising star in Alabama. Um, and my rising star's name is Morgan, and she is my favorite thing of this world. She's my wallpaper on my phone. I mean, she is my heart and soul. And so she was my preteen ambassador at nationals. And you see her in the audience just sobbing, like sobbing, sobbing. Same thing with my Miss Alabama, Lauren Bradford, is in the back of the audience sobbing. I see my mom sobbing. Like, you just see your support system for the first time. And it's just so beautiful. So all, I mean, me combined with everybody in that audience that was on Team Alabama was just sobbing. And it was crazy because my, so there was a, there was a package you could get in seating where you were in the, so I'm trying to describe the stage setup the best I can. So it was like the stage and then it had two runways, but in the middle of the two runways was a seating section and you had to pay a little bit extra for it, but I guess it was considered the VIP seating. So my local director was in the very front row. And then my state director, Miss Anita, and the president of the Miss Alabama organization, Nan Tenenbaum, were in the second row on the same side as my local director. And you can just see the second my name is called, all three of them shoot up. And I can see them and they can see me. And it's just so, it was incredible. It was incredible. But I mean, it's the most surreal moment. You can't even really describe how you feel because it's it surpasses any explanation of what that moment is like. It's just so incredible. It's so incredible. That's really interesting. I had never, you know, been to a MAO competition. I had never actually seen it. Like I've seen, obviously you do the videos of it online. You can Google it, but I've never been in that thing. So I'm really glad that you could paint the picture for the audience listening. Cause that is such a surreal moment that not a lot of people can say they've had or been to. And so I'm really glad that you can tell them a little bit more about that, especially being able to see your support system in the crowd, jumping up and crying and being excited for you at the same time. It's such a sweet moment. And, you know, having that, whether it's a whole village or maybe it's just your mom and dad standing there, seeing the support and love and excitement that they have for you, I feel like just makes the moment even better. Cause you're just like, Oh my gosh, like they're so excited and I'm excited. I just want a, a whole thing here. Like this is insane. So I'm really glad that you can 
that that moment, especially getting to know, it really is a different view on the pageant world since, you know, just toddlers and tiaras. Being able to be friends with the people you are competing alongside with is a whole different realm of the pageant world that people aren't used to. Nowadays, people are nice. They are kind. They're sweet and they're genuine. And that's the one thing. I mean, there's always a bad seed in the group, but they're normally by themselves anyway, you know, doing whatever they want to do while all the other girls are loving on each other and giving each other encouraging words and just so happy for the girls that are winning. So I'm so glad that you had that experience, especially being a first timer and then winning MAOT. And that is such an amazing accomplishment for you, especially. But Before we kind of trickle off to the end of the podcast, I do want to talk a little bit more about you and what you do outside of this world of pageantry. And you have a really, really interesting background. So I'd love for you to speak about, you know, you talked about you are doing film and television. So what is kind of your life goal with that? Or what are you doing next? If you can give the listeners a sneak peek. Yeah, so... Um, like I said, I've been doing film and television acting for eight years now, and it is one of the most rewarding things. I am so grateful every day to be a part of this industry and meet some incredible people and have some incredible opportunities. So, um, like I mentioned earlier, I was in the remake of the Waltons from the seventies. We did the Waltons homecoming, which is a Christmas movie. And that came out, um, last November on the CW. And we actually just wrapped the second Waltons movie. The Waltons Thanksgiving will be out this Thanksgiving on the CW. And I'm so excited to bring Mary Ellen back. She, she deserved, a, she, she deserved an encore. She deserved an encore performance. So she's back in all her glory. Um, and then I have a few things coming up. I've done some table reads and some auditions and callbacks um, that I can't talk about quite yet, but um, some really exciting stuff coming up on the horizon acting wise. But it's such an incredible, such an incredible industry. I've had some great opportunities. And yeah, if you want to check out any of the stuff that I have been on, you can check my Instagram for a list of projects I've been a part of as well as my IMDB page. Um, that'll have a list of all the projects I've been a part of where and where you can find them. Awesome. And another quick question, just a fun one for you. If you could act alongside anyone, who would you like to act alongside? Oh, gosh. So, I mean, who doesn't want to act alongside like Meryl Streep and Leonardo DiCaprio, right? I mean, those are like the greats of the industry. I mean, who wouldn't want to act alongside those people? But honestly, sometimes I feel that the most fun people to act alongside are your friends. So, I mean, if I could act alongside people, it would be my co-stars from the Waltons. I mean, I'd do it every single day for the rest of my life. I would act alongside those people. I mean, they are my family, my support system. I mean, the cast, the crew, the producers, the director, like everybody. I mean, I would act alongside those people all day, every day and twice on Tuesdays. You know, like I... I would love, I I just love those people and they make, I mean, when you act alongside people that inspire you that much, it makes you a better actor. So, I mean, those people are just, I mean, they're incredible. What is, or who is the coolest person that you have met within the acting world? Yeah. Oh gosh. I really don't know if I could pick just one because everybody that I have met within the industry has impacted my life in multiple ways. Um, I I don't know. Honestly, one of the most impactful people, uh, there are two people that have really, really impacted my life in very, very big ways. Um, they're two of my co-stars from the Waltons, Logan Schroyer and Christian Finlayson, um, are two of my, two of my very, very best friends. They play my brothers on the Waltons and they have really just 
Um, they have just changed my life and I bring them with me places. They are incredible. And then from Stranger Things, um, Gaten Matarazzo, who plays Dustin, and then Sydney Bullock, who is in the episode with me. Um, she plays Stacy, who turned Dustin down at the dance. Um, again, two of my very best friends. I um I keep in touch with them all the time. I mean, I vacation, I vacation with these people. I mean, those four people, Sydney, Gaten, Christian, and Logan, are really some of my my most cherished friendships and most cherished relationships from getting involved in acting um, from an actor standpoint in terms of actors I've worked alongside. I mean, they really have just, they've been the most incredible support system and I'm so grateful every day to have them. Oh, that is so awesome. I just wanted to know if there's little fun questions and then one last fun question and then we'll wrap up the podcast. But if they were to make a movie about your life, what would they title it? What would they title it? Honestly, they might call it a jack of all trades because I really just, or like, because not necessarily saying I'm the best at everything I do. I am definitely not the best at everything that I do by a long shot, but I love trying things and I love pushing myself beyond the limits. And that doesn't necessarily mean I'm the best at it, but I really love pushing myself because I know, I mean, when you're in your comfort zone, you're not growing. And I love pushing myself to a point where I am growing and I am doing all things. And a lot of people have asked me, you know, what led you to Miss America if you were doing acting? Or if you were doing acting, why would you go to college? Or, you know, so many things like that. And I just, I tell them that I never want to limit myself. Never limit yourself in life and tell yourself that you have to fit in a certain box because you don't. And so I feel like if they were to make a movie about me, that might be that might be the title because I really do push myself to a lot of limits and push myself to a lot of a lot of different trades um, to try everything, you know? Absolutely. And that's just such good advice, definitely, to tag in there at the end. But we've come to that point in the podcast where I like to ask everyone the same final question. Are you ready? I'm ready. In what way has competing positively impacted you? In so many ways. I getting involved in Miss America, I've said it once, I'll say it a hundred times, has changed my life in the best way. I have grown so much from little 16-year-old Marcel that entered Miss Coosa Valley's outstanding teen. I'm now standing here at 19 years old as Miss America's outstanding teen. I'll graduate college debt-free. I've met my college roommate. I've met my best friends. I've met my future bridesmaids. I've met the people that have lifted me up. I can now carry a conversation in public without fear of people judging me. I now confidently have a voice and I'm not afraid to use it. I now feel comfortable showcasing my talents. I mean, what have I not gained from competing in Miss America? I've gained so much. I am a much better person than I was in December of 2019. I have grown. I have gained so many life experiences. I've gained confidence in myself. I've gained a voice and the confidence to use it. I mean, I don't even know if I could just pinpoint one thing that getting involved in competition, uh, that getting involved in competing has done to change my life for the better because it's there, I mean, it's infinite. This Miss America has changed my life for the better in so many ways. I'm so glad to hear that. I know for myself as well, competing in the MAO system, it really has. And it really does change your life and teach you so many life skills that you never would have gotten anywhere else other than in this system, you know, learning how to write papers and learning how to do a resume and learning how to speak with those around you and speak intelligently at that. So I just want to say thank you again for doing this episode. I'm so glad 
that I could meet you and get the listeners to hear a little bit more about who you are and what you are about. And you know, guys, you never know what happens in the future. So I guess you'll have to check out next week on another episode of The Crowning Moment. Bye, guys.